It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Swing high from ball! Go to right center! And the Braves have won it! There's a new home run champion of all time, and it's Henry Aaron. A walk-off homer from Freeman, and the Braves win it! He is! Welcome, everybody, to the first uh, after the end of the season podcast uh, of Behind the Braves, uh, the official podcast of the Atlanta Braves. We took a little break. We needed a little breather after the end of the uh, the 2020 season. Uh, it was an exciting ride. Didn't quite get as far as we wanted to. But you know what? It's the off season now, and we are back to good news and building towards a 2021 season that uh, that hopefully will be great for our Atlanta Braves. But, uh, man, this is – Boy, Greg, we're kicking off our offseason the right way with we're kicking off our offseason with the 2020 National League Most Valuable Player, Freddie Freeman. And I can't think of a better way. See, that's why we took a break. We wanted to make sure once we get our offseason started on Behind the Braves, we're going to do it on a high note with a bang. And that's about as big as we could do, do I think, with Freddie Freeman. Um, just had him on as we're recording this. It was just announced about not even hour and a half, about 75 minutes ago. Uh, he, along with the rest of us, just learned that he was named the National League's most valuable player this year. Um, I kind of tell you, I, you know, we touched on this. I asked Freddie about this in our interview with him. Um, and again, thanks a huge thank you to him for joining us because he literally found out he's the MVP with his family live on national television. Then he did a call with all of the local media, then uh, with local television, and then with us. And then right now, as we're talking, he's on with uh, the Baseball Writers of America. So uh, huge thanks to him and Braves Media Relations for for making the time for us. Um, but man, he's just such a, what I was going to say, we touched on this in the interview, just to see the person that he's become and kind of the leader of this team. It's just been so great. And this MVP award is kind of, I feel like us in Atlanta, we've known how great Freddie Freeman is for a long time, but it's nice for us to see that the national stage or the national media are giving him that validation as well. Yeah. He, Freddie, obviously, as we talked about, uh, or he discussed, I mean, he, he came in fourth, he came in eighth. I mean, he's been in the top 10, I think uh, four times, he just put it all together and, and there's, there's more to it than, I mean, Freddie doesn't get enough credit for his defense. He didn't get enough credit for his leadership. Um, but man, what a great year he had. I think it's kind of like that. Um, I don't know what the medical term is that when there's so much pain, you just block it out. Somebody said the other day that we were one game away from the world series. I just completely forgot about that because man, we, I just, we went up three, one. And, and I just thought, man, this team has got all those things clicking for themselves. So I'm glad that we kind of took a break where I could kind of uh, forget about that. And, and what, I mean, we had gold glovers, we had a gold glove award, we had silver slugger awards, and now we cap it with an MVP. 
And I think Snit was uh, was right up there for manager of the year. I think he was third or fourth, and then he won some other. Um, Freddie won all kinds of awards. So another great offseason for the Braves uh, from a award standpoint just really indicates how good this team was and what they did this year. And we still feel like that we left something on the table. But uh, And there again, expectations were blown away. Uh, I don't think – I don't know if anybody really – uh, 100% picked us to win the division, much less go deep and be one game away from from uh, going to the World Series. So uh, this this team just keeps delivering. Snit keeps doing an unbelievable job. Of course, you know, Freddie will tell you, and um, we've discussed this maybe not on the podcast, but, you know, he was healthy. He was healthy all year. Didn't, you know, didn't uh, limp down the stretch like the year before where he had the elbow problems. But, man, he just looked solid outside of having COVID, you know, at the very beginning, I guess if there's a time to have it, that's when you have it. But outside of that, uh, man, he just did not look like, I don't even know if he had a week slump, you know, I don't even know if he had a week long slump or two game slump, but if he did go over four, he followed it up with a couple hits the next day. Yeah. And it's, it's an MVP season. You touched on it there that he, that he of course started the year. He, he managed to make it back to the team in time for opening day and the start of the year, but he did not have his legs under him there for the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, he kind of revealed today, I guess, I think this is the first time. I'm not sure if he'd said this previously that he had lost eight pounds. He didn't say it at the time, but uh, he said he was 204 when the season started and 212 is playing is his playing weight. And so it took him a little bit of time to get his strength back and his, and his weight back to where it needs to be. But I tell you, just to run through some of his numbers real quick, Greg, an MV free season, if you will. Uh, nationally ranks first in runs with 51, first in doubles with 23, first in extra base hits with 37. Uh, gosh, second in batting average, 341, second in on base percentage at 462, second in slugging percentage at 640, second in OPS, second in RBI, second in total bases, third in hits, third in walks. He had a 33 game on base streak, which was the longest in the majors this season. He had an 18 game hitting streak that was the longest in the National League this season. And get this one, he reached base three or more times in 22 games, and that was easily the most in Major League Baseball. Hmm. Um, it was, he got 20, I believe he got 28 out of the uh, the 30 votes for first place. Yeah. So not quite unanimous, but pretty darn close. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, just a great season. I got to tell you, I, I think we talked about this before the season started. How would we view a 60-game season? And, you know, you start talking about asterisks and legitimacy and all that. And I got to tell you, Snit said it, and I completely believe it, that he was more worn out at the end of 60 games than he has been for any one 62-game season before just because of all of the stuff and all of the protocols and all the things that he and his players had to go through this year. And I tell you, I've as, as we've been looking at these awards and, and stuff in culmination with the MVP tonight – I, I haven't felt anything that's felt illegitimate or anything about any of this. Every bit of this, the, I mean, congrats to the Dodgers. They earned that World Series. I think they were the, ultimately were the best team this year. And I think we had the best player in the National League, and I would argue Major League Baseball this year in Freddie Freeman. So, um, you know, I, it's kind of what, what you already said. I kind of needed a breather from the season because I think, like you, I was just like, darn it, we were so close. We were so close. But now as I'm sitting here tonight, I'm just – look, I still want that ring, and you're going to hear uh, Freddie talk about that. Uh, but 
uh, I'm just so happy for Freddie and man, I'm just so proud of the season he's had and that he's, uh, that he's the cornerstone of our team. And, um, I'm just, uh, you know, all those, those vibes from then the season are gone. I'm just, I'm just purely happy tonight. Well, I think Freddie has finally got his due because we've known how great he's been. He hasn't, he has won, you know, silver slugger. He's won gold glove. He's won some award, but when you cap off an MVP, I mean, you really are legitimate from the standpoint of the upper echelon of all players. It's, you can't say that you're underrated anymore because uh, just it's it's extremely difficult to win an MVP award, especially when you're battling uh, teams like the Dodgers and and all the great players that that are just in this league and that and you know and everybody's perspective on really what an MVP means because. Typically, you don't win an MVP on the last place team, you know, or a third place team. You've got to be a team that's competing. So, uh, you know, some of that's outside of, uh, you know, Freddie's control. He can only do what he can do, but he's on a good, he's on a great team. He's got a great manager and um, he clearly elevates his team to the next level. So I, I'm, I'm real excited too, as well, for Freddie to finally get some national recognition to be put in the place where we know he's been, uh, he should have been all along. So, um, and as I told him, I think back about TP and I think about, you know, Chipper and, and Dale, uh, you just see Freddie just is in that same, that same mold. I mean, the same player that they have their own way of leading. uh, And then they, they just bring it to the table every single day and they're consistent. Um, and so uh, to me, that's, that's the biggest compliment you could ever give somebody is that they just don't take a day off and they compete day in and day out and they compete at a high level. And that is extremely difficult because of injury. And now you add COVID and now you add, I I know I sat down with Fred Stone the other day to talk about fantasy camp and he brought in this big old booklet about all the protocols that they had to follow throughout the year. And that just emotionally is draining in and of itself. Um, you know, forget there's there's physical, you know, being tired physically, but then when you're tired emotionally and uh, mentally and those things that you've got to do just to be able to get to the field to compete. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. There's no such thing as an asterisk in this season. I don't care if it was 20 games. The things, the hoops that these guys have jumped through just to be able to perform and to give us the entertainment that ever, everybody in America needed was uh, nothing short of just miraculous. Absolutely. And I, I think uh, Freddie was talking about this before he hopped on with us. Uh, he was talking about this. Uh, I was listening in on the local media uh, call with Freddie, and he was mentioning how, you know, other guys, I think he said he went out to dinner with Ryan Howard a couple weeks ago, and Ryan told him, you know, when he's from now on, when you sign autographs and you put that little MVP by your name, that that changes things and in a good way, obviously. And I was thinking about that. You know, I'm a baseball, I mean, in addition to working in baseball, I'm a baseball fan. And before I started working in, I was pretty heavy with like into collecting stuff, brave stuff, because lifelong Braves fan. And there is something about looking at a, like my, you know, a, a Dale Murphy autograph ball back here that's got that 82, 83 MVP on it. Or I've got a bat that Chipper signed that's got 99 NL MVP. I mean, there's just something, or, or TP or Hank or whoever. I mean, it's, there's something 
special about that. You know, it's something really special about that. And that Freddie now gets to spend, you know, the rest of his days uh, in his career and post career of signing that little MVP is uh, it's, it's really, really cool. And rightfully yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it just feels right, you know? Right. And so we'll think about, there's some very elite clubs, MVPs, hall of famers and world champions. There's, there's not many of those guys. And so when you, when we're all play the game at such a high level and then you're in an, in an elite club inside of that, it, it just, uh, it does, it does change things. And so I'm happy for Freddie because he deserves it. And, and uh, I don't think he's going to slow down a bit. So I know that Kelly Kroll asked a question. It was one of the things I was thinking about is where do you think this takes you from here? And I, I just think he's going to, he's driven by something different. Um, that that allows him to compete. So I don't I don't see anything but more of the same from him. Agreed. And uh, well, listen. Before we get to Freddie, I would encourage you um, to go check out Braves on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, the former uh, MVPs, living MVPs of the Braves, all recorded messages uh, for Freddie, and they aren't just a hey, Freddie, this is Hank Aaron, congratulations. They're all pretty, very heartfelt and really, really cool. So Hank, Chipper, Murph, and TP all recorded messages, and we put them all together in a uh, about two-and-a-half, three-minute-long video uh, that you can check out. So if you haven't seen that, I highly encourage you to go check that, that, that out. It's very cool. And we got some other stuff out there, too, on Brave Social Media channels just with some of those stats I was reading you and, uh, and all that good stuff. And uh, so, yeah, just be sure to go check that out if you haven't already. Um, but anyways, listen, let's, let's, uh, I think Greg and I have, have rambled on long enough here at the beginning. Uh, let's get you right to him. Uh, the MV free Freddie Freeman. Freddie shoots one deep toward left center field. That ball is headed to the track to the wall and it's gone. Freddie Freeman walks us off. Just start etching the trophy now. MV free Freddie Freeman in 11. Hey Greg. <laughs> hey buddy. Hey, uh, Congratulations, man! Thank awesome, you. awesome job. I know if I was there, I'd give you a big hug. I know. Uh, I what, know. Uh, well, we will soon. I hope yeah. so. You know, hopefully know. we get this thing under control and we can give hugs again in four months. <laughs> you got to be hating that. They're 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 cutting down on your hug rate. Uh, I know. It's okay. <laughs> that just means a lot are built up, and we'll be able to get yeah. to it soon. <laughs> well, hey, hey, thanks for joining us on Behind the Braves, yeah. and um, I got a couple questions. I know Ricky does too, and. Okay. Um, I, I've been fortunate to, to play with some some guys who've been in your shoes, Chipper and uh, TP, and I know Dale real well as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, those guys, you know, you know as well as I do. I mean, there's uh, talent is one thing and having a great year is another one, but there's just this special sauce. There's a secret sauce that you guys have that win an MVP. And um, I just – I'm amazed, you know, to watch you day in and day out and 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 look and being able to compare you to some of the guys that I was around. What do you think where do you think that comes from? What do you think separates you? Um, and I know you don't like talking about yourself, but what, what do you <laughs> think that special sauce is that you bring to the table every day? For me personally, I don't know what their special sauce is, but for me it's being able to stick to my approach each and every pitch. Um to be on the on the shortstop, never coming off. That's the hardest thing is when you pull a home run, sometimes you want to get into home run mode. Uh, but for me, that's not going to happen. It's it, it gets me all out of whack if I'm trying to pull the ball. So for me to stay on the left left center field gap shortstop area keeps me keeps me go, in transition through the ball and and staying staying with my base swing. So for me, being able to stay with my approach every pitch it has really pretty much turned my game around. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, that's 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 the technical, you know, part of your yeah. game, but there's also that there's that consistency in your life too. And I, I think that that really comes to light um, with everything that's going on with you. And, and, you know, cause there's so many things that happen. I mean, look what you battled with, with COVID and, and yeah. just like you talk about your grandmother and you got your mom. So that, that, that just, there's some grit there that comes with, with you that uh, mm-hmm. goes way beyond your technical hitting. You know, that's, that's more stuff that we see of what makes you such an MVP. Yeah, I, I've been through a lot. Unfortunately, I've been through a lot. You know, it's uh, you never want to lose uh, your mother at 10 years old. And I was fortunate to have my grandmother for 30 years. Uh, a lot of people don't get to have that. My dad had his mom for, for 65 years. So try and take a step back, but it's still it's still never enough. You know, it's never enough time. Um, but, you know, it helped shape me. That's why I try and stay the same, get too high, get too low. I've been through a lot to help me be able to stay on the same plane throughout the course of the year. So, unfortunately, I've I've gone through a lot that's shaped me to be who I am today. But I, I, it, I'm, I'm grateful because uh, I know they're up there watching over me and helping me get through each and every single year. Hey, Frank, congratulations, you, first of all. Appreciate it. And- yeah, and thank you for taking the time. And that's uh, what you were just talking about there. I think that's a great kind of transition to why, what I wanted to ask you about. You first come up to the big leagues 2010 as a 20-year-old mm-hmm. rookie. Uh, and I think it's fair to say it was still Chipper Jones' team. Uh, then. It's, yeah, it still uh, is. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the decades since, myself and others who either work for the team or cover the team, I think we've all been so impressed to watch you evolve from – 20-year-old rookie Mm -hmm. to becoming the face of the franchise and the leader of of the team. I mean, it's hard enough to make it to the big leagues. It's even harder to stay. To then take on that task of being both the leader in the clubhouse and the one in the public eye, I mean, that's that's a monumental undertaking. So obviously when things are good and the team's rolling, we want to hear from you, but also maybe when things aren't good or there are issues bigger than baseball going on that still affect our team, we all – kind of as an organization, look to you to, to be the one to speak and to lead. And so anyways, those of us on the outside who've watched you grow into that role, uh, it's, it's made us all proud. And it seems like you're really comfortable with it. But I just wanted to know from your side, what was that evolution like? When did you first kind of start thinking, okay, I need to take on this role? And how long did it start to take to, to feel comfortable. And this is the last of like a five part question. Uh, does that relationship, your friendship with Chipper, how did that factor in uh, into that as well? I got lucky and blessed enough to be able to get called up in 2010 with the likes of Chipper, uh, B Mac, Billy Wagner, Tim Hudson. So I had some amazing veteran guys on the team to help me get through the first couple of years. And, uh, being able to be with my, my best friend, Jason too, who was up before me and, we, we came up through the minor leagues together. He, you know, he, he is, he's an old soul. He, he's mentally above everybody else in the baseball world to me, at least. And he helped guide me and get me through as well. So it took, a, it took a while. Um, you know, I don't think any, any kid that gets called up in the 20 thinks they're going to be, uh, you know, com- becoming the face of a team or anything like that. But uh, I started to learn the business side of baseball in 2014 after that season when a lot of my friends uh, started getting traded. And that, 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 that was hard. Um, you know, that's when I started to learn about more than just the baseball side of things. Um, and there, there is a business to it. So I was the only one left at that time. So um, it, took me a, it took me a year or two um, 
to, 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 gr- to grow into it. I'm not, you're not going to, you're not going to see me, um, you know, yelling in the dugout, doing raw, raw. That's not me. Uh, h- how I lead is playing every single day and being that consistent guy that everyone can count on. And if you can stay the same throughout the course of the year, you're going to have guys that like to get excited and, and guys get too low. And if they see me staying the same, I think it helps help helps it bring it back to that middle point where we can just keep going through the season because we're going to fail. We're going to go through a five game skid. We're going to go through a six game skid. That's that's just baseball. And when we get through that 10 game winning streak, you got to be the same because you want to, You don't want to get too high because baseball, they, it can knock you down real fast. It, it, this is why it's a beautiful game. So it took me a few years um, after all my friends got traded, but um, with the help of Chipper, um, he's he's been in my corner since day one. So um, to have him next to me and, and helping me guide guide me to where I am now, that, that's why I'm here. Freddie, that's um, that it's it's awesome to uh, watch someone kind of mature. Obviously, Ricky and I've watched it, you know, kind of evolution as he's talking about of your career. And you see these guys, you know, the young guys, they tend to get real excited, you know, and I love and appreciate mm-hmm. how you, you're right. You've got to have somebody that's just the, the the calming factor. And obviously with your play uh, defensively, offensively and your personality, you, you know, we can definitely see that. I'm curious what what's going to continue to motivate you from here on out. I mean, you've done. I mean, once you you bag an MVP award, and you guys obviously we want to win a World Series again. But what is it that day in and day out motivates you to to compete at such a high level? It's got to be more than just I'm looking for awards and trophies. Um, well, I have this ring, and I'm <laughs> really really proud of this ring because the one sitting next to me gave, got me this ring. But there is another ring um, that I want. And that's what motivates me. Uh, we were so close this year to, to being in that world series and to see where this organization has come, uh, from five years ago to where we are now, that's what mm-hmm. excites me. The young guys and that, that, that walk into this clubhouse each and every day are just so incredible. And they've been brought up so well. Our, our farm system is great. They're, they haven't prepared ready from day one to help to win big league ball games. And that's exciting to me. Um, and I, I want that ring. That's what that that's what's going to excite me. And if I do get the pleasure of, of of winning a ring, I want another one. And that's what that's what it's all about. So I want that I want that World Series. And we were close this year, and now we got a full clubhouse of of hungry guys ready to go for twenty twenty one. Okay, so Freddie, I work with marketing and, and the social media team, and all of us mm-hmm. can't ever get enough of Chelsea shares videos and pictures of yeah. Charlie and his swing, <laughs> which. By the way, at age four, he has a better swing than I ever had. Um, <laughs> Greg pitched he has, he has a better one than me, too. <laughs> <laughs> I just just generally, I mean, we're talking about, especially since we focus so much on kind of you, the evolution, not only as a player into an MVP player, but as, as a person. I mean, how and you've got two more on the way. Uh, how, how has being a dad uh, just impacted your life and your perspective on it? Uh, that's what it's all about. You know, I used to take 0 for 4s hard. Um, uh, they're not as hard anymore. They're still hard, but not as hard. Um, you know, when you got a little guy over here that just is so much fun to be around, he loves baseball just as much as I do. Um, that's what it's all about. That's why, you know, I'm going to miss a lot 
in uh, during a course of the season. But if I do get a chance uh, to not miss something, I take that opportunity, like flying home and seeing his first T-ball game. I, that's just me. That's who I am. Um, I'm dad first, husband second, baseball player third. So uh, that's what I'm, I'm. I'm just that's just who I am. So I'm, if I put baseball to the side, that's just that's just what's going to happen for me. But I, I, they're the reason I play. He has so much fun watching me. Um, so it's it, 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 this is what it's all about to to try and make your son proud. Is is Charlie excited to be a big brother? Or yeah. Is he not even paying yeah, he's excited, and I keep asking him if he's going to help change some diapers. He says no every time. Um, so there's some things that we got to help. We, I'm going to need some help from him. Uh, he, he's he's going to be four, four and a half when they're born. So um, I'm going to need some help out of him. <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll take the big brother role on pretty well. He he may not understand why his time is such divided. You know, I at know first. that's going to be the hard one. That's going to be the hard one because we're attached to each other's hip right now. So we're we're going to see how this goes in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dad, put the babies down. Let's go here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we couldn't be more excited for you. Um, we're with you on. Uh, wanting the world series again we uh we need it we're right yeah, ready we for it so we agree and uh but uh congratulations we know that uh this has got to be exciting for you and and uh, yeah. great to talk with you tonight thanks greg thanks ricky i appreciate you guys hey braves country we just wanted to remind you to rate review and subscribe behind the braves presented by billy reed on apple Podcasts, spotify google podcast stitcher braves.com slash behind the braves or wherever you get your podcasts Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Behind the Braves. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.